Let us pray. O God, creator of heaven and earth, grant that as the crucified body of your dear son was laid in the tomb and rested on this holy Sabbath, so we may await with him the coming of the third day and rise with him to newness of life, who now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Job. A mortal, born of woman, few of days and full of trouble, comes up like a flower and withers, flees like a shadow and does not last. Do you fix your eyes on such a one? Do you bring me into judgment with you? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? No one can. Since their days are determined and the number of their months is known to you, and you have appointed the bounds that they cannot pass, look away from them and desist, that they may enjoy like laborers their days. For there is hope for a tree if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its sprouts will not cease. Though its root grows old in the earth and its stump dies in the ground, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put forth branches like a young plant. But mortals die and are laid low. Humans expire, and where are they? As waters fail from a lake and and a river wastes away and dries up, so mortals lie down and do not rise again. Until the heavens are no more, they will not awake or be aroused out of their sleep. Oh, that you would hide me in shale, that you would conceal me until your wrath is past that you would appoint me a set time and remember me. If mortals die, will they live again? All the days of my service, I would wait until my release should come. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Let us together. In unison, Psalm 31, uh, portions of Psalm 31 as written in your bulletins. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Incline your ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. For you are my crag and my stronghold. Safe of your name, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net. They are secretly set for me. For you are my power of strength. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face to shine upon your servant and in your loveliness lead me. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same intention, for whoever has suffered in the flesh has finished with sin, so as to live for the rest of your earthly life, 
no longer by human desires, but by the will of God. You have already spent enough time in doing what the Gentiles like to do, living in licentiousness, passions, drunkenness, revels, carousings, and lawless idolatry. They are surprised that you no longer join them in the same excesses of dissipation, and so they blaspheme. But they will have to give an accounting to him who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was proclaimed even to the dead, so that though they have been judged in the flesh, as everyone is judged, they might live in the spirit as God does. The, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. He then rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Therefore command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people, He has been raised from the dead, and the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. The word of the Lord. Competition from the sun there. But it is a beautiful sight to behold in that window. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be guided by the Holy Spirit to push us out of our comfort zones into the service of our God as part of the Jesus movement. <clears throat> Before I stands this large cross, it has been an instrument of death, a very cruel instrument of death. Our faith, our history, our tradition, our story, our ritual tells us that the cross will become a symbol of hope and joy, but not today. 
Today it is just an empty cross, symbolic of the one to which Jesus was nailed just yesterday. Symbolic of the instrument that took the life of one who was blameless, yet maintained his integrity throughout his entire life. The fabric of our lives contains panels of rituals that are attached, sewn, somehow intertwined into a rich tapestry. It is the tapestry of joy and sorrow, good and bad, hope and despair, confidence and fear. All the responses we have to what we encounter as we live out our lives in this plane of existence. Our lives are an odd and sometimes comforting, sometimes confusing collection of rituals. Each day we rise from sleep, and we begin our own series of small rituals to take us through the day. Then night falls, and again we sleep. We may not even realize that we are performing rituals each day, and that they tend to be the same rituals. These rituals, at least for me, create a structure that points me toward being productive for at least a portion of each day. Sometimes not. I know what I will do, or at least what I plan to do, at the start of my day and at the end of my day. What takes place in between those two rituals is a bit more fluid. This day is a part of the ritual of our church. We can see it standing oddly alone as a separate ritual or as part of a larger ritual that began with Ash Wednesday when we were reminded that we are dust and to dust we will return. We can also view it as part of the ritual of Holy Week that began on Palm Sunday. However we view this day in the life of the church, it has its own story, its own purpose. If we observe this day, it adds a note of uncertainty to all that we profess to believe. Because on this day, we see that cross as still being an instrument of very cruel death. The 39 days leading up to this, the last day of Lent, were an opportunity for us to create or adjust our own individual rituals within the church's ritual of observing Lent. Our personal rituals might have been the idea of giving something up for Lent. And that lasted for how long? Or they may have involved us taking on a discipline or a rule of life for the season. For many, such disciplines also become an ongoing ritual for each of us long after Lent has ended. How many of us have had our prayer lives and spiritual lives enriched by something we began during a Lenten season years and years ago? But we're still left with what exactly to do with this peculiar day in the life of the church, the church's liturgical calendar. This tiny little ritual It even warrants its own service in the Book of Common Prayer. Yet, it is often overlooked. How will we observe Holy Saturday? Technically, it is a Sabbath day, a day of rest. 
It was a Sabbath some 2,000 years ago, which is why the body of Jesus was quickly removed from the cross, wrapped and put into the tomb without any of the usual rituals of preparation. There was no time. The body needed to be in the tomb by sundown on Friday when the Sabbath began so that his followers could be observant and do no work. Those who cared for Jesus would have to wait until the first day of the week to finish the burial preparations. Today, they were to rest. They were to observe the Sabbath commandment to do no work. Such was the rhythm and the ritual of their lives. Our world is very different. For us, Saturday is no longer observed as a Sabbath day. Our Lord's Day became Sunday. I've often wondered how the early church squared, literally, moving the Sabbath from the day that God had originally appointed. A few of our sister Christian denominations still do hold Saturday as the Sabbath, and they worship accordingly, but they are in the minority. Life for us today doesn't even seem to have a notion of a true Sabbath day. Even Sundays. They're filled with much more than worship. We're going about our business like most other days of the week. I'm not sure it's an original thought with me, but I've operated on the presumption that if I'm faithful about my worship of God on Sundays, I'm free to use the rest of the day however I choose. Now, I'm sure some find this a weak presumption, but we each must come to our own place in our relationship with God and how we will observe the rituals of our lives. The question remains, however, what about our Sabbath, our Sabbath time? Do we observe such times or periods in our week or even in our lives? How does the concept of Sabbath mesh with the rituals we observe in the church, even society? These are questions posed for thought as we go on with our lives. Secular society has its own set of rituals. These days, they too often involve the inability of God's children to respect each other's dignity. Too often, shootings seem to have become a twisted ritual whose impact is becoming less of a shock than it should be. It should be a joyful and carefree ritual to be going to school each day. Yet, it seems, the ritual of mass shootings and gun violence has been superimposed over that simple joyful act. I have to wonder what we've lost. What are we missing from our society and its values and rituals that once gave us hope so that such things do not seem routine to us? The cross standing in front of us represents, at least for the rest of today, an exercise in violence, a way to take life away, as was its function when it was used to crucify Jesus. It was a ritual of its own time. After some 2,000 years, it would seem reasonable that society might be less prone to such violent rituals. 
yet reality speaks otherwise. The cross has been replaced with a needle or an electric chair. The truth is the same. Taking a life in return for a life taken. This is not a ritual with which I can agree, but that is a discussion for a different day. We all need the ritual of Sabbath time, downtime, time to just be, time without task pulling us from all sides, time without the electronic gadgets that seem to be physically attached to us, time to just sit still and listen for the still, small voice of God that calls us even when the racket of life tries to drown it out. So for the rest of this day, what have we to say? Will we engage in the ritual of Sabbath? Or will we remain caught up in the noise of life and all the things that keep us from taking time to recharge, refocus, regenerate the energy that we need? It's a fair question. What is our answer? God grant us the grace to find our Sabbath rest in you. Amen. Let's pray. In the midst of life, we are in death. From whom can we seek help? From you alone, O Lord, who by our sins are justly angry. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy and merciful Savior. Deliver us not into the bitterness of returning death. Lord, you know the secrets of our hearts. Shut not your ears to our prayers, but spare us, O Lord. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy and merciful Savior, deliver us not into the bitterness of eternal death. O worthy and eternal judge, do not let the pains of death turn us away from you at our last hour. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy and merciful Savior, deliver us not into the bitterness of eternal death. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore.